When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Rumor Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. today's episode, look ahead to the huge Sunday Night Football rematch versus the New York Giants in Week 15. This commander's team had its bye week to rest up and get healthy for the stretch run. They gained ground last week even on the bye moving up the sixth seed in the NFC playoff race. The Giants are coming up 48-22 feet down from the Eagles and have lost four of their last six games. At 7-5-1, it's time for the commanders to gain some distance from the Giants and get a huge win this week. Lot to get to, so here we go. All right, you know, looking back at last week's bye, obviously there's nothing really to talk about from the commander's perspective on the field, but um, obviously they, you know, helped out really well in the playoff race from Seattle's loss to Carolina, uh, the Giants' loss to Philly, now Washington's the sixth seed, Giants the seventh seed, and Seattle's on the outside looking in. Uh, set up perfectly last week for a week off to get some rest. You know, to move up two spots was, you know, a great, probably the best outcome you and Washington could have imagined. Not too many people had Seattle losing to Carolina. I didn't think they would. Um, Carolina's actually playing okay right now. They're 4-4 four four since Steve Wilkes took over as interim head coach. Seattle's been kind of on the downfall. Uh, they have um, Seattle, excuse me, they have San Francisco this week on Thursday Night Football. And obviously, it's going to be a toss-up game. Um, San Francisco wins, they're going to go there. They're going to clinch the NFC West. Seattle needs that game to really stay in the NFC playoff race. Um, Detroit's creeping up. You know, Detroit's, Detroit's six and seven. Uh, winners are five of the last six. Um, they're looking really good. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the one that get that seventh seat. If Washington beats the Giants this week, which I expect them to do, um, I think the Giants are really going to be the outside looking in and tough, really chance to make the playoffs, considering they have Minnesota next week, Indianapolis the following week, and then they finish off against Philly. Um, so I don't know, really. Maybe they win one more game the rest of the year. Um, as far as Detroit, um, they're looking pretty good. They have the Jets this week. Seattle, like I said, have San Francisco. So um, Washington looks pretty good. Um, pretty, you know, as long as they keep winning, they're definitely going to get into the playoffs. Obviously, it's Captain Obvious right there. But um, I think they really can, you know, get the sixth seed. Obviously, the fifth seed's probably locked up by Dallas. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe Dallas loses to Philly next week, and then Washington plays them again at the end of the year. Maybe they can get the fifth seed and get, get to play um, that four-seeded um, NFC South winner, whether it's Tampa Bay, Carolina, or Atlanta. I obviously expect it to be Tampa and Tom Brady. But, um, you know, Washington still has some shot at that if they can win out. I'm obviously this, this week helped injuries. Montez Sweat suffered a concussion last week or two weeks ago against the Giants. So did James Williams. Um, they both were in a little bit of practice uh, this, on Wednesday. I um, obviously need both those guys back, especially if Chase Young's not able to play. Chase Young obviously had another week to recoup from his knee injury. Hopefully he's back. Obviously he's been gone for more than a year. Um, even his 12 to 15 snaps. I think he's going to give some juice to that defense and team overall. Obviously the defense is playing tremendously. The defensive line has been playing awesome. But, um, you know, to have a guy like that, that skill set and just that, that, that demeanor in, in in your um, position room is going to be huge for Washington's defensive line and Washington's defense as a whole. Um, so hopefully Chase is back out there. Hopefully Montez and Johnson, Jason Williams, if they're not, you're going to see a lot of F.A. Obata and Casey Tuhill um, and guys like that on the opposite side of, um, I guess, really Jason, Jason Williams would be starting. Excuse me. It'd be F.A. Obata and Casey Tuhill will be starting if, if Montez and Chase are out. Um, so we'll see. Like I said, hopefully those guys are clear before Sunday. Benjamin St. Juice got another week to rest that mid-ankle sprain. He really needs, Washington needs him more than anyone on that defense right now. Um, he's their top corner. He's been playing great this year. Um, it's going to be tough for him out again, obviously. I, I didn't think it was going to be that big a deal against the Giants the first time. Um, but, you know, uh, 
Isaiah Hodgins cooked Christian Holmes, and you know that wouldn't happen if they St. Juice. Isaiah Hodgins is barely an NFL receiver, so um, St. Juice would have you know had no problem shutting him down. Um, but you know St. Juice being back will be huge. Um, Wes Schweitzer looks like he's going to take over for center after Tyler Larson was pushed on IR. Carson Wentz was activated from IR, so he's now officially the backup quarterback for this team. Um, that's obviously an interesting caveat, especially if Taylor Heineke struggles. But you know I don't think they're going to plug along with Taylor and ride with him until something you know really happens drastically. Guards-wise, yeah, Sam Cosby still nursing an ankle injury. Um, Trey Turner was back at practice as well. So I assume Trey Turner is going to stick at that right guard position. I'm interested to see what they do at right tackle um, with Cornelius Lucas or Sam Cosby at right tackle. But Wes Schweitzer has been annoying the starting center by Rivera, which I think is a good move. Um, he practiced there all offseason um, while Chase really was um, recovering from his injury from last year. Obviously, really has another even an injury this year. Um, but, you know, I think having Wes at center, Noah left guard, Leno at left tackle, Cosme, or Turner at right guard, and then Cosme or Lucas at right tackle is as best as Washington is going to be able to put out there on the offensive line at this point, um, at this late in the season. Okay, now looking at that Giants game. Um, obviously, I'm going to have a similar breakdown like I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, you have the Giants defense. Aziz Ojolari is back. He actually did make an impact in that first meeting against Washington. He has eight tackles and four sacks this year. Jihad Ward, another 3-4 D in for them. He's um, coming from back from concussion. I don't know if he's going to play this week. But he is, you know, kind of a leader for them. I think he's a big spark for them. If he doesn't play, that could hurt the Giants. He had 35 tackles and three sacks this year. Dexter Lawrence has been one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL this year. 55 tackles and six sacks. He's obviously a guy you have to account for. Really good against the run. He took his game to another level in his pass rush individually with his six sacks. Leonard Williams had 39 tackles in a sack and a half. One of the most highest paid defensive linemen in the league. Still a good player, but, you know, I think Dexter Lawrence is taking that, you know, role from him as the best interior lineman for them. Um... Kevon Thibodeau, 26 tackles and two sacks on the edge. Jalen Smith, 60 tackles. 60 tackles. Micah McFadden, 30 tackles and one sack um, on the opposite side of Jalen Smith. And Tate Crowder runs, uh, um, rotates in there as well as the inside linebacker position. And OJ, O'Shane Zimmon is on the opposite side of Kevon Thibodeau. He also has two sacks. And that's really Giants front seven. Um, pretty much the same front the Washington looked at two weeks ago. Moving to their secondary, Fabian Moreau is continuing to be the number one corner, which is great news for Terry McLaurin. Terry cooked him last week for 100, two weeks ago, 105 yards and a touchdown. Fabian can't cover Terry. Um, I think everyone knows that. Um, so that's going to be another great matchup for Terry. Now, Nick McLeod or Darius Williams, Cordero Flott is the other corners they're looking at right now, especially if Odoria Jackson is unable to play again this week. If Odoria is back, I expect him to be on Terry. Um, he is you know, a pretty good corner. Either way, Terry's going to still get his looks. Um, so I think... If he's out, it's even a better matchup for these receivers. But if he isn't there, um, obviously that is an upgrade over McLeod, Williams, and Flott. Um, Safety-wise, you have Julian Love. He's one of their better players, 107 tackles, one interception. We should be one sack, two um, interceptions. And then Dane Belton and Tony Jefferson have been rotating the other safety. Tony Jefferson has been playing more as of late. I mean, he's an NFL veteran. He's been allowing for a while with the 40, excuse me, with the Cardinals and the Ravens and even with the 49ers for a little bit. So he has 14 tackles these last couple weeks. Um, like I said, he's been kind of rotating with Belton, kind of taking over that spot opposite Julian Love. Um, the Giants, you know, average 23 points a game, 36% on third downs, uh, almost 380 yards a game, 216 yards passing, 149.7 yards rushing per game, so basically 155.4 yards out per carry. Obviously a great stat line for them rushing the ball. Um, uh, excuse me, this is all defensively, obviously, like I said. Excuse me. Giants giving up 23 points a game, giving up 380 yards per game. Giving up 150 rushing yards per game, 5.4 yards per carry. Washington's able to, you know, victimize that obviously in the first matchup. Brian Robinson Jr. had almost 100 yards on 21 carries. Gibby had uh, nine carries, 39 yards. Lightsey Gibson gets some more rest. We get some more carries, especially having him to rest of the bat by week off of his injury. Um, you know, I'd like to see a 50-50 split between him and Brian Robinson. I don't know if that's possible because they obviously love um, 
you know, giving Brian Robinson the, the, the rock up the middle. Well, actually, no, they've been running Robinson more to the outside, which they really should give more to Gibson. Uh, but, you know, either way, this identity of his team right now on offense at least is running the ball. Um, and obviously that's led by Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson and even Jonathan Williams to get a few carries as well. Um, you know, this obviously Washington beat this Giants team through the air. Um, Terry, like I said, eight, eight catches, 105 yards on touchdown last week, uh, last time they played. Curtis Samuel had six catches and 63 yards. Jahan Dotson had five catches, 54 yards on touchdown with that amazing spin move that I think every Washington fan is going to remember for a long time. Um, he's going to be such a dynamic player for this team. I love that he got the ball more against the Giants. He deserves the ball more. Um, but obviously Washington is not running to be passing the ball as much. Um, so that leaves limited opportunities for him and the Curtis Samuel because obviously Terry's going to be that number one option in the pass game as he should be. This time around, this team has handled the blitz better. Um, they have to protect Heineke. Heineke had a pretty decent stat line, 27-41, 275 yards, two touchdowns last time. Um, you have, like I said, you have West at center now, revamped the line, you know, for the fifth time or whatever it's been this this uh, regular season. Um, but obviously, Wing Martindale loves to bring the blitz. Obviously, at least his secondary kind of have an island, and that's obviously where Washington can exploit them because none of their corners or safeties, whatever you want to say, can't guard. They cannot hang with Terry, Curtis, and Dotson, or even Logan Thomas and um, Cole Turner, whoever, John Bates, whoever they're going to run out tight end. Um, so, like I said, if Washington can beat that blitz and hold up and give their guy time, um, they're going to be able to hit playmakers, you know, like Terry, Curtis, and um, Jahan. Um, like I said, the Giants secondary is very porous. They're beat up. Washington will be able to make plays against them. I really think this Giants defense cannot stop Washington's offense. Washington let a lot, you know, opportunities on the board last time, whether it be Heineke's overthrows, penalties. Um, they could definitely put up more than 20 points they did uh, last time. Um, like I said, blitz would be the biggest problem this team faces against this team. Um, but if they can shore that up, they've had two weeks to basically reevaluate, watch film of what that happened last time, and exploit the matchup. I think this Washington team can do it. Um, they should be able to move the ball at ease. Their defense has been breaking down these last month of the seasons while the Giants have been struggling. And like I said, two weeks of game plan and, you know, adjust had to put points up and really show what team is better. All right, moving on to the Giants offense, you have Andrew Thomas at left tackle, uh, Shane Lemieux uh, at left guard, uh, Feliciano at center, Glowinski at right guard, and Evan Neal at right tackle. It's a you know, pretty good offensive line. Andrew Thomas is having a Pro Bowl year in his uh, third year in the NFL. Um, other than that, you know, the Washington defensive line did a really good job against him two weeks ago. Daniel Jones has over 2,500 uh, yards passing, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions, nearly 550 yards rushing and five rushing touchdowns. Barkley, obviously, is their main and really only top-tier weapon. He has uh, 251 carries, 1,083 yards, eight touchdowns. Darius Slayton is their best receiver so far. 35 catches, 608 yards, and two touchdowns. And their uh, complimentary options, Richie James, 38 catches, 361 yards, and three touchdowns. Isaiah Hodgins, who hurt Washington last time, 17 catches, 183 yards, and two touchdowns. And then their rookie tight end, Daniel Bellinger, has 24 catches, 185 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, they're averaging 347 yards per game, 20.5 points per game, 185 uh, passing yards, and 147.6 rushing yards per game. Um, this defensive game plan has to stop with Daniel Jones. Um, anytime Washington plays Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones plays like he's a Pro Bowl all-world quarterback, and he's not. For some reason, he's always had success against Washington, and that needs to stop on Sunday night. He had 12 carries and 71 yards last time. They have to keep contained, keep disciplined. Jamin Davis um, you know, left his assignment a few times. Not putting it all on him, obviously. There was a keep-up plays. And you, know, they have to really just stay home because Daniel Jones is going to beat them if they if he if he um, scrambles on RPOs, design runs. That's what he's going to do. He's a very athletic quarterback, um, so Washington has to really keep him in the pocket and minimize any damage he does with his legs, because he can't really beat them through his the air. Um, so uh, it is what it is. But um, like I said, the Giants' offensive line is okay. Um, Duran had two sacks last time. Jonathan Allen had a sack. 
they would live in the backfield like they do against every opponent every week. The Giants' O-line, especially their interior line, cannot handle those guys. They're the t- two best defensive tackle tandems in the NFL, um, and I, I really expect them to eat again this week. Their offense starts and ends with Saquon Barkley. We know that. 18 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown last time. Um, that's you know pretty good. If they can hold that against uh, Saquon again, that'd be huge. Um, plus, he's a little banged up. He played less 25 plays last week against Philly against a neck injury. He might be able to play more after he got some rest. Um, but again, if Saquon is banged up, this Giants offense has no weapons, really. Um, Darius Slayton is their big play guy. Um, we saw that big play in Christian Holmes two weeks ago. He has six catches of 90 yards that game um, against Washington the first time. Then Isaiah Hodges had five catches and 44 yards on touchdown the last time as well. Hodges is a big, you know, big target receiver out of Oregon State. I think this is his third year. Originally drafted by the Bills. Um, he was let go earlier this year, but on the practice squad, and the Giants picked him off their practice squad. So, um, you know, I'm not totally discounted him, but he shouldn't be able to beat um, a guy like Benjamin St. Jesus if he's playing or Kendall Fuller or whoever it is. Those, two, those are two pretty darn good corners. Now, obviously, if he's going against Christian Holmes or Danny Johnson again, yes, he's got a shot to win some matchups, but um, I'm not worried about him if, you know, Washington's corners, starting corners are in the game. If the run game holds like it should, Washington even should be fine. They can shut down Saquon, and even if they live Dan, limit Daniel Jones at 30 or 40 rushing yards instead of 70, that will be huge. Um, Washington's, you know, really good safety, Derek Forrest and Cam Curl. Well, obviously, always be key in the run game as well. You know, coming up from the run, um, the deep secondary. Obviously, Cam Curl plays close to the line of scrimmage, but hopefully, Benjamin St. Juice, Chase Younger back as well. That would be a huge lift for this team. Um, and again, if Benjamin St. Juice can't play, Danny Johnson has to start. Kendrick Holmes cannot play another defensive snap for this team this year. That's not all on him. He's a rookie seventh rounder. Washington's in a playoff race. They can't rely on a seventh rounder to play right now. A rookie seventh rounder at that. So, um, hopefully, Danny Johnson is in the ball game if Benjamin Sanders can't play. But obviously, hopefully, Benjamin Sanders can play. Um, Washington is way more talented than the Giants, and it's not close offensively, defensively. They are a better team, and they should not have tied against them last time. Um, they need to come out on national TV and in prime time and make a statement, give them the revenge. Hopefully, Washington's um, home crowd is you know buzzing and making a lot of noise, and it's not really Giants based because um, Washington needs it. Um, we've heard all the players all week, Jonathan Allen, Antonio Gibson, the list goes on, you know, really, you know, pleading for the fan base to get out there. Um, so hopefully there's a good, you know, good environment for this Washington team. I think the commanders come out and win by double digits. Maybe I'm being optimistic, but, you know, I think this team is, you know, much better than the Giants, and they're going to prove it on Sunday night. I have the commanders winning 28-14. to 14. All right, moving on to the fantasy perspective. Um, this is the fantasy playoffs. This is the first week of the playoffs um, for most leagues. Um... If you're looking for a quarterback, you can look at San Francisco quarterback Brock Purdy. They have Seattle on Thursday night, but he's, he's kind of banged up questionable for the game. He went 16-21, 185 yards passing, three total touchdowns, two passing, one rushing. Um, you have Kansas City running back Jeremy McKinnon. He had 32.4 uh, PPR points last week. Obviously, I look for him more in a you know, PPR league. He's at Houston. Obviously, it's a great matchup. Last week, he had 13 touches, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. Obviously, those were two long plays that helped contribute to that, but obviously... You know, him and Isaiah Pacheco are really a one-two tandem right now in Kansas City. Cleveland wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones, another target. He had eight catches, 114 yards last week. Um, and they have the Ravens this week. Um, and then you have the Giants receiver. I'm, you know, Darius Slayton is the only option for the Giants. If you're really um, you're looking for a bottom-of-the-barrel type of guy, I think Slayton might be able to make some plays against Washington, especially if Benjamin St. Juice is out. He might be good for a big play. Hopefully not for Washington's perspective, but if you're looking for a you know receiver option in a deeper league, he might be someone to consider. And lastly, you have the Jacksonville tight end, Devin Ingram. He had a career game last week, 11 catches, 162 yards, and two touchdowns um, for Trevor Lawrence. And that upset went against Tennessee. 
Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate that performance. He's kind of an up-and-down player, really, his whole career. Um, but, you know, Jacksonville has a chance to, you know, be in a shootout with Dallas. And I think, you know, that could be maybe the upset of the week. I could see Jacksonville being Dallas, especially being at home. But with that, that concludes the Roman League episode. The Commanders are coming off their bye week and look primed for a playoff run. It all starts with a huge game this weekend versus the Giants. They get this win and they'll be looking to secure their spot in the wildcard race and really damage New York Giants' hopes in the process. Big chance for this team to make a highlight statement win. I'll be back next week looking back at the Giants game and a preview of the 49ers Christmas Eve game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScaps21 and Instagram at RumorLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.